I want to play, I think this is uh, uh, Judy Woodruff uh, from PBS. I want to play the audio from PBS talking to Mike Pompeo uh, yesterday, and uh, they're talking about the Biden scandal, and listen to what was said. It's just finally, you know that there's been no proof of any misdoing on the part of Vice President Biden. You all keep repeating that line as if you're working for the DNC. I'm definitely not working for the DNC. I'm an independent journalist, but they're the European Union, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, <laughs> the uh, International Monetary Fund and other international organizations felt that that prosecutor was corrupt and thought he should be removed. There's no evidence that what Vice President Biden was doing was uh, corrupt in some way. Well, Peter Schweitzer, how would you respond to that? <laughs> well, what they want to do is they want to go to the firing of the prosecutor. They don't want to talk about the underlying financial arrangements that the Biden family had in Ukraine. Um, and that's sort of their, their, their get, right? You can't prove that the crime occurred, uh, so there's nothing to see here. Let's back up again and remember, you know, in February of 2014, uh, the Russians had moved into Crimea in the Ukraine. The Yanukovych government had fallen. There was a crisis. Joe Biden is appointed point person by Barack Obama on U.S. policy towards Ukraine. The buck stops with him. Literally two months after that fact, Glenn, his son, Hunter Biden, becomes a board member of Burisma, this uh, corrupt Ukrainian uh, energy company. Uh, it's headed by uh, Zlachevsky, this corrupt oligarch who was in the Yanukovych pro-Russian government to begin with. And they pay Hunter, according to the banking records, $83,000 a month. And he takes over $3 million in total from this Ukrainian company. He has no background in energy. He has no background in Ukraine. Uh, and it's not even clear what he did, if anything. Okay, hang on just a second. I want to add to this. His background, and I, I'm sure you've done enough reporting to know, his background, especially at that time, he is a very unstable individual. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we obviously don't like to get into uh, the personal situation. No, and, yeah, I, and I don't want to say, I don't want to, look, I'm an alcoholic, so I don't want to yeah. denigrate him for that. What I want to say is exactly. he doesn't have any skills, and at the time, he's also an unstable alcoholic um, and drug guy uh, that has, uh, you. if you were going to put somebody on the board, if he wasn't, if he didn't bring anything special, he didn't bring anything, any experience, and he was unstable, why would you hire this guy other than he's the dad of the vice president? That, that's exactly right, Glenn. Um, he, he had substance abuse issues. Um, you add that on to the top of, of the fact that he had no experience and no background with this company. And the question becomes, why was he being paid? Uh, he's not being paid for his skill set or his expertise. Why is he being paid? Now, the response from a lot of the press corps, not all of it, but a lot of it has been, well, this goes on all the time as if that's A, acceptable, or B, if that's actually true. It is true we've had a history of family members of politicians, you know, uh, you know, trying to cash in. You had Billy Carter back in the day. You had some stuff with Neil Bush. But what makes the Biden case unusual is how systematic and widespread it is. It involves Ukraine. It involves China. 
There's this bank account that I think we've shared with you, Glenn, this uh, Morgan Stanley account where Hunter Biden was drawing cash out of. We got access to this bank account because of a criminal case involving Hunter Biden's business partner. And that shows money coming from a Kazakh oligarch during this same period. It shows money coming from anonymous Swiss bank accounts, particularly a small Swiss bank that has been implicated in money laundering in five countries. So, I mean, to say, oh, well, nothing's been proven that it's wrong here is just laughable. Um, And it's this lack of curiosity Judy yes. Woodruff doesn't even seem to be curious no, about no. any of this. That is so bizarre. And well, look, she, by the way, she 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 says here also that you know nothing has been proven, and the embassy even says that that this guy was. She, what she's saying is that these international groups did not say that he was didn't do anything wrong. They she's using those international groups saying this prosecutor needed to be fired. Well, that's a different thing. And by the way, the prosecutor that replaced that prosecutor is investigating Joe Biden's son. Exactly. And Glenn, this is a key point. It's a key point to say, on the one hand, that people think the prosecutor should be fired and to say, on the other hand, that it is entirely inappropriate for Joe Biden to get this guy fired. Those are not mutually exclusive. Both mm-hmm. of those are absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And, and the bottom line is um, that is an abuse of power by Joe Biden, and he is using his office to directly or indirectly benefit his son. Um, and and the, the problem is that, that they've lied about this repeatedly. I mean, first they said, Glenn, no, there was no investigation by Hunter. That was already over before the guy was fired. The prosecutor has denied that, and even the Burisma company's lawyer, a guy named Mr. Beretta, who was hired in part at the suggestion of Hunter Biden, said the investigation was ongoing at this time. It didn't end until later on. So, so here's, here's another thing, that, Peter, that maybe you can help share, shed some light on. Um, the, Joe Biden comes over, and, and this is all according to record. He comes over and he says, look, I think we can help your gas and oil industry expand. So um, he goes over and he says, we have one point eight billion dollars that we are going to uh, give you uh, in USAID. And uh, you guys, it'll help you guys explore. At the same time, Burisma hires uh, Devon Archer and uh, Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son. They're on the board. So they get the money. Now, the money is put into a, a bank called Private Bank. And it's owned by the oligarch that is running Burisma. Yeah. That eight well, that one point eight billion dollars just disappears. We don't yeah. know where that where that money went. So yes. where, exactly why isn't right. anybody talking about that part of it? No, that that's exactly right. I mean, this this is another oligarch. There are two oligarchs that are involved with Burisma. One of them is Lachevsky. The other one is named Kolomoisky. And this guy is basically a Bond villain. He's out of a James Bond film. In fact, he has in his office a large fish tank that has sharks swimming in it, uh, just to sort of tell you how this guy rolls. And, and he owns um, Privat Bank, which is this large Ukrainian bank, which U.S. and Western aid dollars and loan guarantees are sent into. 
And the problem is that, you know, a, a large chunk of that money disappears. And Ukrainian anti-corruption groups have sort of traced what happened to the money. And they make, I think, a very convincing case that Kolomoski and his team set up a bunch of LLCs and siphoned off that money. Correct. So now you have a situation of missing aid dollars that seem to have benefited Kolomoski, who is paying involved in the payments to Hunter Biden of these board fees, $83,000 a month. And Kolomoski um, is also a guy who, before the Bidens arrived, was known as such a bad Bond villain that he is he is on a do-not-enter, no-visa list. He cannot get a visa to come to the United States. Right. But in, in the month that we discover, oh, the money is missing, somehow or another— this guy gets a visa to be able to travel to the United States. How, yeah. how, who did that? What did that? What was that? Exactly. And, and, who, and who arranged for that Correct. to be done? We don't know, but it deserves investigation. And this is the sort of thing that, to me, is so bizarre and has really further eroded what credibility a lot of news outlets have left. Um, that they've not even bothered really to lift a finger to look into this. They've, they've declared from the beginning there's nothing to see here. They say that these um, that this research is discredited. They never tell you why. They never say, well, here's the bank account. Tell us what's discredited about the bank account. Tell us what's discredited about Hunter Biden not being qualified. Tell us what's discredited about this missing money. They don't want to answer any of those questions. And, and, and what's, what's clear to me is you see see that Joe Biden has adopted the tact that uh, he is going to refuse to talk about this because I think he knows how explosive it is. In oh, fact, yeah. Bloomberg just a minute, a couple minutes ago is reporting that they have put the Biden campaign has put the other Democrats on notice to say, if you bring this up during the October 15th debate, uh, you are going to be revealing yourself to not be a Democrat, that you are not a Democrat for even going there. So they are basically saying we're not going to answer any questions from the media. If the media brings it up, we're going to lash out at you. And if other Democrats bring it up, we're going to lash out at you. The last thing they want to do is actually talk about this. Well, it's interesting because it is exactly, I mean, Americans can understand it this way. Joe Biden is China. This topic is free Hong Kong. And <laughs> anyone who talks about it, you're out. I mean, that is, this is chilling, chilling especially the way they wrote about you. They attacked you for that article in the New York Times. Uh, you, did a, um, you did an op-ed piece at the request of the New York Times. That's right. That day, which was, what, two days ago, the yeah. Biden administration uh, attacks the New York Times. And what do they say to the New York Times? Uh, they say to the New York Times, uh, we cannot believe that you are running uh, information that's been discredited by this discredited author. And, of course, again, they never explain what's discredited. And what I'll tell you, Glenn, is we do, as I know you do, we do vigorous fact-checking here. Uh, but for that piece, we talk about the deals in Ukraine. We talk about the deals in China. That was all fact-checked by the New York Times. So it, there, there's, there's really no dispute that these facts are there, the payments are there, the relationships are there. But again, the Bidens don't want to respond about this. Why do they not simply sit down, have Hunter come in, and he and his father say, we are going to take questions for two hours on this, 
uh, and then we don't want to talk about it anymore. That would be the simple, direct way to deal with it, but they're not going to do that because there's not good or even great answers uh, to these questions. Here's the reason why he can't. And even if it was, even if he was completely innocent of everything, you can't, this, when, I mean, he was a mess and he was married and he was a mess. And all throughout this, he was an active alcoholic. Uh, then he cleans himself up. His brother dies. He grieves, but he grieves with his widow and then starts hooking up with his widow, gets a divorce from his uh, his his first wife, marries his brother's widow, then starts having an affair with another woman. Um, it divorces her. Uh, no, he doesn't have an affair. He just divorces the widow, leaves behind the widow and now is married again after meeting this woman for 10 days. The guy is out of control. I mean, even if he's completely innocent, you couldn't put him on the stand. He's not mentally healthy, I don't think. Yeah, and that certainly is possible that that because of his uh, some of the personal demons he's dealing with, um, that's fine. But then Joe Biden ought to at least be able to come out. And and the other thing is release some of the financial records. I mean, all the things that we talk about, the fact that this fund in China, for example. um, Hang on, don't go to China yet. Wait, wait, Uh, give me a minute. We'll break and then we'll go to China. Um, This is this is craziness. The, uh, the lack of interest or even curiosity from the press. So we're talking to Peter Schweitzer, who is a, uh, a journalist and author and has been following this corruption for a very, very long time. He wrote the book Clinton Cash. Uh, and I remember when he came and he first talked about it, he said, uh, Joe Biden, this is what, two years ago? Joe Biden is the most corrupt vice president in all of American history. Um, and you you had him dead to rights. I mean, we you know, when we go through your investigations and you produce the documents, it is so clear uh, that everyone who is an honest broker should be looking at this information. And I honestly didn't think that Joe Biden would run because I thought he's old. He's only going to get his son in trouble. He's going to get in trouble at the end. He's not going to be that arrogant, but he is. Um, And you're talking about Ukraine being bad. China is much, much worse. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and, and Glenn, um, you know, what we do in our research, whether it's China or Ukraine, it's all about a paper trail. It's about follow the money. We don't use anonymous sources. We don't speculate. And what you see is this pattern. You have two countries on the entire planet that Joe Biden is point person on during the Obama administration for foreign policy. One of them is Ukraine. The other one is China. Those are the two countries he's point person on. And what are the two countries that his son strikes lucrative deals in? Ukraine and China. That in and of itself, I think, should should uh, raise red flags in in the media. And by the way, he didn't his Joe Biden's son didn't have this business until after Joe Biden was uh, vice president. And then when he is when he is appointed the point man, Joe Biden, his son's businesses, strangely, just coincidentally, show up at the same time in the same places that Joe Biden is. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's a very important point. Um, you know, Hunter Biden, through uh, his his career, uh, up until his dad is elected vice president, uh, is a lobbyist. He spends a little bit of time working for a bank in, in Delaware. Um, he tries a, an investment fund with his uncle James that goes sour, ends up in all kinds of lawsuits and allegations of fraud, uh, of which I don't think he was personally um, involved in the fraud. But, you know, not a good track record there. And he's essentially a lobbyist for the online gambling industry. Um, his dad gets elected uh, November of 2008. By mid-2009, he has started this company called Rosemont Seneca Partners. Half the money for this firm is put up by Chris Hines, who is the stepson of John Kerry, who at, at that moment in time in 2009 is the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, later becomes Secretary of State. So you've got him involved. You've got um, uh, uh, Hunter Biden is sort of the, the, you know, the front person for this. Hines is more sort of in the back. Uh, and then you have this third guy, Devin Archer, who is a college roommate um, uh, from the Yale days. Uh, and they set up this entity. They have really no track record uh, at this point doing any kinds of deals. Um, and this is the vehicle that does the deal in China. And the deal in China uh, is really breathtaking on so many levels. Uh, but essentially, um, and we have pictures of this. I know that I think you've shown some of these pictures um, on, on some of your specials. We have pictures of Hunter Biden going and meeting with Chinese officials. And these are like, it would be like somebody showing up in New York and having immediate access to the head of Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank, you name it. Pictures of him meeting, and they are there to strike a deal with the Chinese. Okay, now and stop that, for a second. Yeah. So you, so the audience knows, because this is a little breathtaking and, and fast-moving. So you understand, now in China, what Peter just said is it is like some nobody with no business track record going to New York and meeting with the heads of Goldman Sachs and Bank of America and Citi and American Express and all of the big hedge funds, all of them. Except this one is controlled, and all the purse springs are controlled by the Communist Party. We'll tell you more about this in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. The truth on Joe and Hunter Biden. On Monday, uh, we have a couple of big things. Uh, Stu and I are going to lay out... Um, the what comes next and what the motivation is. Uh, we were just talking off air about, you know, what what is the timing of this and and w- what are they thinking? How does this work for the Democrats? And uh, I'd like to lay this out for you on Monday because I think it works out splendidly for the Democrats. If you think uh, like the Democrats, uh, they are not shooting. They're 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 going for the full ball of uh, ball, ball ball of wax. They don't have a chance of winning the Senate as it stands. But I'll show you on Monday what they're really shooting for is the House, the Senate, and the White House all in this impeachment process. And I'll show you how it all plays out uh, on Monday. Also on Monday TV, we have uh, the uh, person in the embassy from the um, Ukrainian embassy. That was told by the Ukrainian ambassador, you have to help Ms. Chalupa uh, gather dirt on Donald Trump and Manafort. And it was all based on the election. So any we, we have the guy who was there and was told 
We have that on Monday's television show. You don't want to miss an episode. You miss an episode, you miss a lot. Only on the Blaze TV. Peter Schweitzer is here. Tell me, um, uh, tell me, Peter, we're talking about Hunter Biden's deals in China. Um, and take me through how much these deals are worth. He meets with uh, the Bank of China, which is the communist-controlled bank. It is the state-controlled bank. It would be like, I don't know, meeting with our treasury. Um, and he's given command over an awful lot of dollars. That's right. Uh, so he flies over with his dad on Air Force Two uh, in December of 2013. Uh, Joe Biden meets with uh, communist officials there and party officials and, and government officials uh, to talk about a variety of issues. Um, and then 10 days later, after they return from that trip, uh, the deal is finalized. It's a $1 billion deal with a B, uh, later expanded to $1.5 billion. Uh, we now know, if you go to the company website itself, and I would encourage people to go there. It's bhrpe.com. That's bhrpe.com. And there's an English language section you can click to. We, ne- we know that now this fund has more than $2.1 billion in assets that they are managing. Um, Hunter Biden is put on the board of directors. Remember, he has no background in China or no background in private equity. Um, he's put on the board of directors, and Devin Archer, his business partner, is vice chairman and also put on the investment committee. So you have now the sitting vice president's son doing business deals with the Chinese government. And what they do with that money, Glenn, I think is as shocking as the fact that this deal is struck in the first place. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, Peter, when I first when I first started looking into all of your work on this, I was shocked at the meeting, how it even took place, the amount of cash. He is he is given this this deal that Goldman Sachs doesn't have nobody with, uh, you know, a century plus experience in money management. His little firm that has nothing in it is given this access and is now working for the Chinese communist government. I thought that was outrageous. But then when I saw what he was doing with that money, it was worse. Yeah, so so BHR, Bohai Harvest RST is the name of the firm, is set up, and it's taking money through the Shanghai Free Trade Zone. Um, and investing in Chinese companies and American companies. And you're exactly right. No other firm in the world has this deal. The first firm that gets this deal in the Shanghai Free Trade Zone is this small Rosemont Seneca Partners headed by the vice president. Citibank doesn't have anything like this. J.P. Morgan Chase. Exactly. Uh, Goldman. Deutsche Deutsche Bank. Bank. Exactly. Nobody has this deal. And so they start investing. Well, one of their first investments is a company called CGN. That stands for China General Nuclear. And this is uh, registered on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, but it is, it is a Chinese government-affiliated company. And it, they are an atomic energy company. It was entirely communist, and then they sold it... They sold half of it, I think, off. Isn't that right? That's right. Right. And Bohai Harvest, mm-hmm. the firm at which Hunter Biden is on the board of directors, buys a chunk of this company. And then basically within a year, this company, CGN, uh, is uh, charged by the FBI of stealing nuclear secrets in the United States. 
And there's an engineer there named Alan Ho who, who pleads guilty and goes to jail. But what they're basically trying to do is get access to an AP-1000 nuclear reactor, which is a small nuclear reactor that has implications for submarines. It's small, it's efficient, it has this very unique piping system. So it, it's explicitly a national security threat to us. Okay, so um, well, companies engaged in. hold on, let me, let me just... Uh, Uh, add to this story what peter just said was china had a wholly owned nuclear power company they wanted this this technology for this small nuclear nuclear reactor for submarines the company in america that makes that they they tried to infiltrate with spies and they tried to get in there but the fbi was on them and the fbi found them tried them and convicted them while this was being investigated and in trial the chinese then sell part of this company off the hunter biden's new company buys into it and hunter biden then does what well it's to, to be clear they buy into the company before the charges are made so hunter biden's firm owns part of cgn before the um uh, arrests are made and before the trial occurs but as he goes in and tries to uh and goes in just tell the rest of the story because it that timing is clear but yes but go ahead yeah, and, and so what happens is when you look at the court trial documents, what you see is that Alan Ho, this engineer, was not a lone wolf, that the request to do this spying came from the highest levels of CGN. So you have this you know, very troubling situation, and, and it's not alone. You have other acquisitions that, the, that this company that Hunter Biden's on the board of engages in as well. Uh, they, they go ahead and invest uh, by half of a company um, called Hennigus, which is based out of Michigan. Uh, and and they, you know, Hunter Biden's firm buys uh, uh, half of it. The other half of it is bought by a Chinese avionics company, which is a large military contractor in China that has stolen all kinds of military technologies from us, including things related to the F-35 fighter. They jointly come in and buy Hennigus, this precision tools company in Michigan that, that creates um, uh, products that are anti-vibration technologies. And it's a so-called dual-use company because certainly there's anti-vibration technologies they want in the automotive industry and in, in the civilian market, but it also has very clear military applications. So these are dual-use technologies. And this transaction has to be approved by the Obama administration, which they do. So now you have the vice president's son involved in a transaction that puts dual-use military-related technologies under the control of the Chinese government. This is the pattern that's emerging with these transactions. They're, they're buying into companies. They're engaging in transactions that are beneficial to the Chinese military-industrial complex. They're buying uh, Hunter Biden is buying into these companies that have tried to steal the technology and keep getting caught or blocked. And that's where he decides to put his investment in using Chinese money, using Chinese money. He invests in those companies to be able to uh, uh, have access 
or to be able to um, smooth the smooth the way open with the State Department and the administration so they can do things that they've never legally been able to do. They'd have to spy and get it. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, if, yeah if you look at, at BHR, which is this investment uh, company, uh, they talk about their portfolio of companies, and, and they are quite open as the sorts of companies they want to invest in, and they are these technology firms in the West. And remember, when all of these decisions are being made by this Chinese firm, where, again, Hunter Biden is on the board of directors, his business partner is on the investment committee. So the, the notion and the suggestion that, oh, they didn't know about these things, first of all, they could have looked at their own company's website and seen them, but the investment decisions are being made by a committee that involves his business partner. And if you think about it from the Chinese perspective, Glenn, um, knowing that you want to buy this company and it's going to require CFIUS approval, this Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States in Washington, what better way to provide sort of camouflage or to provide, um, uh, uh, you know, put a nice happy bow on it um, than to show or to demonstrate that, that you've got the son of the vice president on the board? I mean, that certainly can't be nefarious, right? That's what's so troubling about this is, is this intersection of money-making by the Biden family with national security implications for the United States um, with, with a what seems to be a clear knowledge by the Chinese that this is how you grease this uh, to make it look not so bad. If this were, you know, uh, Dick Cheney, George Bush, (laughs) Donald Trump's children, it would be everywhere. um, And it would be a right scandal. It would be a scandal that would be correct. Um, But the media has no interest in any of these things. Um, Let me ask you this, Peter. How does this end? Does this all get sweep, swept under the carpet? Well, I would say we better hope not. Um, and I've been very clear about this, Glenn, as I know you have. This, this is not ultimately just about Joe Biden, although, you know, obviously the, 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 the election coming up, people are going to be making choices. It's far bigger than that. The question we have to ask ourselves is, do we want our national leaders engaging in this kind of behavior? No. Because if, yes, exactly. And, and if, we, but if we allow this to stand, if we allow the media to say, oh, it's not a big deal, everybody does it, Everybody is going to do it because there's one iron rule in Washington that we know, and that's is if you give political figures of either political party the opportunity to self-enrich and get away with it, they are going to run towards it in droves. This is why they do. This is why they're so rich, and this is what causes a corrupt nation. And it, you know, Democrats should understand if you let him get away with this. You don't think that Donald Trump and his children will do this? Of course they will. Everyone will do this. And it's wrong no matter who does it. Exactly. That's exactly right. And the implications are clear. The Chinese have written about this. I talk about this in Secret Empires. Glenn, they're quite clear the way that they want to deal with adversarial countries or rival countries is they want to buy off their political class. And they've done that in Australia. They're, they're trying to do that in New Zealand. They're trying to do that in other parts of the Asia Pacific region. Uh, and they're doing it in the United States. And I talk about this in the book. It, it involves the Bidens, I think, are the most egregious in this area, uh, certainly the McConnell-Chow family. But as I also point out in the, in the book, this is going to be their strategy to deal with Donald Trump's uh, China policy. 
Trump's policy on trade, on challenging the Chinese claims to the South Pacific Sea, are a, a direct challenge that they have not faced. They didn't face it under yeah. Bush. They did yeah. not face it under Obama. Yeah. Their strategy to deal with this is going to be to try to give sweetheart deals to their kids. And they have thus far resisted them, uh, but they need to continue to resist them. And the problem is, if you let the Bidens get away with it, why should they resist them? No, you shouldn't. Why, you know, they shouldn't. The why not? Deal? We've taught them that it's okay. It's totally okay. Um, uh, I'd like to actually go over, have you on maybe next week, and go over uh, McConnell, because I think uh, this plays a role on why people in the Senate are quiet about, you know, Joe Biden. They don't want to bring it up. I mean, I've talked to several senators just this week, and they're like, We're not, we don't, there's no appetite to talk about Joe Biden. Well, why is that? Does it have anything to do with the Republicans doing similar things? Of course it does. And I'd love to have you back next week for that, Peter. Yes, always glad to be on with you, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Peter Schweitzer, he is um, uh, the author of Clinton Cash and Secret Empires. He is a great, great investigative journalist. Uh, You want to uh, pick those up. All right. We got a couple of things I want you to check out. Uh, first, the uh, Kanye Trump Chappelle story uh, is uh, up at glenbeck.com. Uh, we have a, a staff writer on the staff at Glenbeck that uh, his name is Kevin Ryder, uh, Kevin Ryan, and he's a great writer. Um, and he is attending uh, these rallies and talking about the different things that are happening in politics. And he has just such a different angle. They're very, very popular at glenbeck.com. His latest is really good. Uh, Kanye Trump and uh, Chappelle. Uh, check that out. Uh, also, don't forget, on Monday, we have one of the eyewitnesses from the Ukrainian embassy who can vouch for the democratic corruption in Ukraine. We'll be doing an interview with him, and that is on Blaze TV Friday. Uh, sorry, Blaze TV Monday. Join us now. Become a subscriber and help spread the word. To